Hey there. Welcome to episode one of ATL in 29, the podcast that looks at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Kevin Chenard, and I'm so glad that you've taken the time to join us. For today's episode, we're going to talk to Jamila Johnson of ATLHawksFans.com. We're going to ask her about the Hawks wing rotation today. We're going to talk about changes to the personnel in the offseason, impressions that we've gained from the preseason, and what we might expect going ahead into the regular season, including some questions about who plays in the rotation and who doesn't. I think there's some interesting questions there. And then later in the episode, we're going to listen to a clip from Kyle Korver from Media Day where he talks about his impression of this iteration of the Hawks. Let's get started. So we're here with Jamila Johnson of ATLHawksFans.com. Uh, if you're following her on Twitter, that's at Jamila J-N-B-A, J-A-M-E-E-L-A-H-J-N-B-A. And, uh, you know, before we get started, I just have to say that, that I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Going back <laughs> to last night on Twitter, <laughs> Coach Budenholzer got knocked into the stands <laughs> and you know he already had his you know a, a soft cast on his right hand and he got cleaned out pretty solidly and he had to leave the game but one <laughs> of the photographers took a picture and it looked like it looked like a renaissance painting of a feudal landlord about to die <laughs> you know they're all just kind of huddled around him and he's kind of reclined and dazed and so I took the picture and I put it on Twitter. And your response was, you know, you know where I'm going with this? I do. Okay, good, good, good. Your response was, you know, I can't believe that I didn't know that Cox was on Twitter because I, I cited the photographer on Twitter not knowing who he was. And your assumption was that I was like you who knows every single person oh, in Phillips Arena. Uh, Sorry. And really, I'm a, I'm a cowering introvert, and to find his name, to cite him properly, I had to look him up on the internet. <laughs> I was impressed, though. That's okay. All that was. I was just... <laughs> it's like, I have to do my research better. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do that? How, you know, here I am, you know, I'm the shyest, most uh, cowering person in the world. How do you know every single person in the arena? I don't. I you really do. don't. I think it's I do. so weird because I'm shy too. Like I I don't really I don't think I talk to people a lot, but I guess I somehow end up doing it. I don't know. I just I say hello and it just turns into a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. When did you start covering the Hogs? How many years has oh, it taken gosh. to build up this, you know, this uh repertoire uh of of people that you know? Let's see. Let's throw some Hawks trivia in there. Does anyone know when Mike Scott was drafted? Uh, I think he's been around the longest, hasn't he? He and Corver. <laughs> so is it 2012? Am I going to get this right? It's been, um. yep, it's been four years. Four years. Okay, <laughs> very good. So this is the start of your fifth season then? Yeah, but the my first season it wasn't a full season, so I did like half a season. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. So to to start you off and get things warmed up, 
uh, we're going to do a segment called a 100 to 200. The idea <laughs> is degrees Fahrenheit. And where, you know, if you, if you touch something that's 100 degrees, you know, it might feel a little bit warm, but no big deal. If you touch oh, something okay. and you put your finger on something that's 200 degrees, you're going to take it off pretty quick and go, hmm, that's hot. So what you know, what we're gonna do is we're gonna see what kind of take about the NBA that you bring to us, and we're gonna rate it on that 100 to 200 scale. So what have you got for us? Oh no! <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm not at all a hot takes person. I'm not. I'm very modest. I'm I'm I take it easy. Okay. So this is very difficult for me to think of something. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say uh, I have the Hawks winning over 60 games. Over 60 games? Yes. That's that's pretty warm. It is? Okay. Sure. <laughs> it hasn't happened sure. very often. There won't be too many sure. teams that do that this year. I know. <laughs> so... On a scale from 100 to 200, what would you give that? <laughs> I mean, I was, uh, you kind of changed where I was going with it. I was going to give it like a, like a one, 180, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, no, I agree. I think you, you might okay. be in the 190s. <laughs> Maybe like 196, 197. <laughs> You're pretty far up there. So what, what makes you think that this is going to go back to where they were two years ago? Um. I think health wise, um, because, well, so far, you know, knock on wood, these guys are healthy. And I think that was a, a major factor in what happened last season was that, you know, a lot of them weren't at 100%. So I think going into the season, seeing that they are healthier, I feel like that's going to be a plus. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I sort of agree. I don't know that they're going to win 60 games, I, but I. <laughs> I think people underestimate. Hot. I had to make it hot. <laughs> that is, that's pretty hot. I, I think people underestimate like how good Kyle Korver is. Right. Like if you look around the league, I think there's you know, there's just a rarity of players that do what he do. What would he do? Yeah, that's very good. Very good grammar. <laughs> there's a rarity of of players that do what he does. You know. Yeah. There is, you know, there Chris Middleton, but he's out for the season. And then you look at guys like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and JJ Redick, and you know right. those those yeah. shooters that can put up volume, top of the top, yep, <laughs> and put up volume threes, score points, stretch the defense. There's just there just aren't enough of them to go around. There aren't thirty, and so yeah, yeah you get a guy like Corver and you you put him around other good players, and to see what he did last season knowing that he didn't have his normal off season, I mean, he still, he wasn't bad. So I, I think people overlook that. Yeah. I think that was the biggest difference. Like Horford had a great season. Millsap had a great season. So, you know, if those are the two, if those are two of the three best players on the team and Corver's the third and you see that big of a drop, right. Maybe that's the ingredient that goes back into it to, to take right. them back up again. We shall see. Shall we, we? Sh we shall see. <laughs> Well, I think I know how you – what we were going to do is we were going to talk about the Hawks' wings today. And yeah. I know how you – you know, I think I know how you feel about them if you think this is a, a team that can win that many games. <laughs> I but, feel good. But just it going down the line, you know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the depth because I think that's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. 
It is. Um, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask you. You know, what do you think that that Kent Bazemore is is going to bring to the to the Hawks this season? I think Kent, especially with his shot, um, his three, and he has developed that tremendously. Um, so him being able to consistently shoot that, that's definitely what's needed. Um, because if you look at the roster, you, you're kind of going to be saying, okay, we have these guys defensively. Oh my gosh, there's like no question. But who who are the shooters going to be? So looking at Kent and looking at his ability to shoot that three, um, of course, his ability to drive and finish at the rim um, is important as well. But his ability to shoot the three and then, you know, have defense wondering where he's going to be as well as having other guys being able to be in the paint like Dwight. So him being able to do that and add that consistently to his repertoire, I think is going to be major for this upcoming season. I agree. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was uh... – was you know what what do you think the the wing rotation will shake out as this season because <laughs> you know one of the, one of the things that we sort of have danced around you know even I I've been to most of the media things since the the camp started is like the question never came out you know who are the starters going to be nobody ever really <laughs> asked that question but I think you know just going off what we've seen in the preseason is it fair to say that Corver and Bazemore are probably the starters that's what I'm thinking. Um, and I did have someone ask me that as well, um, especially with Kyle staying in that position um, with how Tim has been looking at least these past couple of preseason games. Um, I see them still being the starters. I do uh, right now. I There was a point where I was wondering if Tabo was going to get back into that starting position, but I still see um, Bud sticking with them being the starters for now. Yeah, I agree. And there was that whole thing last season where, you know, for games three and four versus Cleveland, they actually started Tabo. Exactly. And, yeah. then, you know, after that series was over and the season was over, Budenholzer th- said that, you know, theoretically he would have gone back to Corver for the next round if they'd gone further in the playoffs. But, right. of course, that never came up. But right. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's the assumption going into this season, too. So, you know, they almost it's interesting because you've got two rookie wings and then you've got. <laughs> Tabo Cephalosha, who's looked really great in the preseason so far. So, you know, it seems like there are some tough decisions to make because you've got Tim Hardaway and you've got Torian Prince and maybe even, you know, DeAndre Bembry. But how many many wings do you think the Hawks will play on a regular (laughs) basis this season? And if it's four, who do you pick out of the Tabo, Prince, Tim Hardaway trio? Oh, gosh. Oh. This is the hard question. It really is. And I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for, like, the past few days. <laughs> <laughs> um, Because, you know, Torian Prince is, I feel like he's more developed than a lot of rookies are expected to be, like, in his position. Um, especially coming out of college for, like, really only, what is it, that he only started... I think his senior year or something like that. Something um, like that. Like he, yeah, like he didn't he didn't have that many starts under his belt for him to come in. I feel like his his development is has surpassed where we expect rookies to be when they come, especially with the Hawks. Um, you expect them to go straight to the D League. Not to say that he won't, but 
I see him possibly making that rotation just based off of how he's played in the preseason games. Um, he's able to like create his own shot. I mean, he's just, he's very talented. Um, so it's really like, I don't want to exclude him because of him being a rookie. Like that would kind of be the only reason because I don't know. Um, Tim, Tim kind of had a lot of people worried for a little bit <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and especially knowing that he spent so much time in the off season, you know, training and in the gym and, and working on everything. Um, but for him to kind of get more comfortable and not force things in these past couple of games, I, I feel like he's at a position where he's definitely going to be in that. So it's, oh, I don't, I'm not really having an answer here. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, I okay. don't, Tabo not being there. So. so is Tabo safe? Do you think it comes down to maybe Hardaway versus Prince? That's kind of what I was feeling. It It is. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I sort of agree. I think Tabo's played so well and with his size and his consistency and his defense. Defense, yeah. Yep. It's just it's exactly it's what I was thinking. Hard and I grow. know Tim, that's what Tim said he was kind of, you know, focusing on was his defense. So he sees that as like a something that he needs to work on and that's something that Tavo's just kind of nat- naturally gifted with, um, or talented um at. So that's kind of his edge up, I guess, over Tim. Um but Tim, golly, his shooting. <laughs> let's let's ignore those first three and uh (laughs) uh, he's looked he's looked good for the past few games so it's just it's wondering if he'll be able to keep that and be consistent with it when the season starts yeah i agree i mean i looked at prince and it's funny that there's there are a lot of parallels between the way the hawks got prince and the way the spurs got Kawhi. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's too easy to kind of say, you know, they traded up and they got a better pick than they'd had, you know, like the previous decade. And, I you know, know, there was there was a trade with Indiana and there was a trade with George Hill. And it was like just so many comparisons. And it's, you know, you yeah. fall into that trap where you could compare somebody who really hasn't established themselves in the NBA yet to a superstar. And that seems right. unfair. So you're thinking, yeah, you're like, OK, is he is he on this level? You're already thinking that you're projecting that on him. But. So I was trying to think of like a better, fairer comparison, and I was thinking maybe like, like Avery Bradley on Boston, but like, mm. but like eight inches taller because Bradley's right? like six two <laughs> or six fan. four or something, and 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 Prince is really tall and has a has a big wingspan. And yep, he does. I think that's you know I think that's the one thing that maybe helps Prince is that. Uh-oh. If you truly, and this is getting way, way, way ahead down the line, but if you truly <laughs> fear a playoff series against LeBron for a third season in a row, <laughs> you want to get Prince's feet wet <laughs> so that when he's the only option you really have for somebody that can look LeBron eye to eye and guard him, man, that he's not a rookie with 10 games, that he's a rookie with 50 games man, under his belt. That is true. So, so let me ask you. I mean, I know you're asking me, but let me ask you. Who do you see? Do you see Prince over Tim, or do you, know, you see 
It's Do you little... even see them as a as it being between them? I think it's weird because you look at Corver and Bazemore, and it's kind of like they play two shooting guards in the starting lineup. They're more <laughs> like two guards. And then if you bring Tabo and Prince off the bench, it's kind of like they're two small forwards. And it's almost like you need to kind of shuffle them a little bit. Right. And play like Bazemore with Tabo and Corver with Prince or something like that. Right. But yeah, there is. I do think it comes down to Prince and Tim Hardaway. And I, I <laughs> normally, like nine, nine times out of ten, I would say that Budenholzer is going to go with like the player with more experience. Yes, yeah. But in this case, I just think that Uh-oh. the combination of where he was drafted and what he's done so far. That they've already kind of had this idea. I just think the Prince <laughs> might force their hand a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And that, that um, I don't want to at all say what Tim might have been thinking, but he could have been forcing, especially those first few games, thinking that, you know, maybe I might lose my spot. Who knows what's going on? Like, they're, because of the depth of the wings, um, he he just saw that as, you know, this is his, his time to kind of prove his worth on the team. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, for somebody that worked as hard as he did over the summer, and then there was just kind of that, he kind of like, I think he sat out the first game. Right. You know, they, they just got 20, you know, they have 20 players, so they can't play a right. model. And so they were sort of <laughs> routinely giving people the night off. And so just the very first game, right. they gave Hardaway the night off. And so he kind of had to sit Wait. around chomping at the bit. <laughs> and then, you know, presumably, you know, there was something, you know, his, his, the Pistons or maybe the league suspended his dad who's an assistant coach with the Pistons. Oh, yeah. And so it maybe like, that just kind of, you know, a couple sleepless nights, you know, who knows, but you know, you, you combine sort of just all these weird, various personal factors and maybe it's just a bad week, you know, maybe right. he'll shake that off and, yeah. and be back in no time. But it's, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Hawks treat Prince. If, if, if they think that they can live with his, some rookie mistakes going forward because the payoff will be better later, I don't know. It's interesting. That'll be interesting, though, because, you know, with the Hawks' history of playing or not playing rookies, <laughs> right? Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because of how, I guess, far along he is with um, his how he plays. It'll be interesting to see if they actually do play him more than they're used to playing rookies. Yep. So speaking of rookies, what about DeAndre Bembry? What do you see in in his game and in, in the, the handful of preseason games that he's been in so far? I mean, it's very obvious, but his defense is amazing. Um, what, of course, they're going to have to work on with him is his shooting. Um, but defensively, and I mean, that's like, that's like number one on Hawks list, almost like his defense sure. is there. Like it's it's really, it's really good. But it, it would ni- it would be nice to see him develop his shot better. Okay, and and like positionally, does he is he a big point guard? Is he a wing? You know, he, he seems like a wing who's sort of comfortable with the ball in his hands. But then, yeah. where does that take him? Where do you think that takes him in the long run? Yeah, that's he he can handle the ball. Like that's impressive. Um but oh gosh. I, I still see him as a wing though. I don't know. Um 
Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, he, or maybe like he's a wing, but one they feel comfortable, you know, throwing in some right. pick and rolls and, right. they and can, working as a second ball handler. Yeah, they can definitely play him there. Kind of. I mean, we've we've seen it done before. <laughs> sure, sure. We've seen a, a forward handle <laughs> handle the ball a little bit. Um, so I could see him definitely doing that. Um, I did forget uh, about his ball handling skills. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do you what do you, if you take the group as a whole? What do you think are the sort of the strengths of the Hawks' wings, and what do you think are the weaknesses? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to start with their weaknesses. Okay. So I can get the bad out of the way. Um, shooting. And also, uh, uh this might be more of a, a team weakness. Okay. Um, but perimeter defense. Okay. Uh, um, but that I'm sure they're going to work on that because that it, as far as preseason goes, that's just something I noticed was not very, um, strong for them. Yeah. Um, they were using Dwight a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> clean, up, clean up this mistake, Dwight. Clean up that mistake, and he's been good at it. Like, I've been really impressed with how how quickly Howard Howard has been like rotating. I almost said Horford instead of I Howard. <laughs> Slip. Well, we'll get, I, I've we'll been get. impressed with how quickly he's rotated on defense. It doesn't look like he's having any trouble picking up the schemes at all. Right, right. He's really, really adapting. But I feel you. There have been a lot of opportunities for him. <laughs> but um, their strengths passing, like they still they still need to work on it. But you can see that it's already this early. It's strong. Um, what was it? Uh, the last preseason game. What was it? Twenty five assists. I think you tweeted it. Twenty five assists on was, thirty shots or something. Yeah, I think the bench kind of messed it up. It was twenty five out of yeah. thirty at one point, and then it ended up being like twenty five <laughs> out of thirty six. So they, right, I right. guess they went to ISO ball at the end or something. <laughs> but I mean, before that happened, it was that's that's what was working for them was the the passing. Um, so that's definitely a strength. Um, and when they get that shooting down, the spacing will be amazing. Um, the pick and roll with Dwight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, that's, I'm getting like off subject, but I'm just going back and playing, like re- uh, replaying these preseason games and just remembering these things. <laughs> but yeah, there, there are strengths there. Um, their ability yeah. with the ball, the wings. Um, Kent, Kent's ability to move with the ball, uh, uh, even Kyle, like people, I feel like people sleep on Kyle's other skills. Like they, they think he's like a one, he's a one show kind of puppy guy, but he, no, he's his passing, like his assists, um, defensively he's improved tremendously. Um, just it's like all those little things that people kind of tend to overlook that don't show up like in the, the box score, I feel like Kyle has contributed to. So those wings, like those, those kind of things are, are underrated with, with the Hawks wings, um, things that you can't really count. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I wonder a little bit about that. If you look at this Hawks team, it's like, you know, they look like they can pass. They look like they can rebound. They definitely look like they can defend. Right. And it, there's that question, are they going to be able to shoot well enough? And, right. you know, it's 
That's the only thing I really was questioning was who who are we going to have? Like, yeah, Kyle. Kyle can get going. Who are we going to have? Who else can we yeah. have that'll the, get going? Yeah, there's a lot riding on Bazemore and, and, and Cephalosha and Prince. Right. Right. And so far in the preseason, I mean, Cephalosha looked like his shots there. And oh, yeah. Prince, you know, I'm surprised that it looks, you know, it doesn't look like world beating, but it, it looks like, you know, looks like he's at least league average. I mean, it looks like a viable three-point shot. <laughs> I know. It's it's impressive to me. That's why I was saying, like, he's a rookie, but you, when you look at him play, it's you're not seeing that. From him when he's on the court you're not seeing that rookie like you see something above that he he seems to be more developed than what we would expect from a rookie and everybody says you know you talk to somebody and ask them about prince it's like he's competitive he's competitive you know in <laughs> practice he's competitive yep and they're yep. they're all like man he's driven and it's like well, that's a good thing too. Right, right. It's even even better. I mean, he's showing it with his skill, with his talent. You know, his ability to shoot, his ability to defend, and then he's also bringing that energy. Yep, I agree. And I, you know, just in terms of weaknesses, I think it, the one that that worries me a little bit is the same one we mentioned before. Is just the wings aren't that big, other than Prince. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Baysmore isn't that big. Hardaway isn't that big. Small guys, small team. Corver doesn't necessarily play big unless he's like right under the rim. So, right. I mean, you know, if you're going to have somebody to guard a big forward, you know, you That's, got Tabo yeah. and then, you know, maybe <laughs> Prince if they, if they have to go that route. <laughs> yep. You're, you're basing it on his wingspan mostly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, uh, about this quote from Kyle Korver. And mm-hmm. so let's take a second to play it now. What, what impressions do you take away from some of your new teammates from, from, from playing in those types of situations? Uh, you know, we have a really competitive group. You know, I think our group the last couple of years, <clears throat> you know, we had a real steadiness to us. You know, and that was good. Sometimes it wasn't as good, too. You know, I think uh, I think this group has maybe a little more fire, uh, a little more vocal, a little more um, expressive. Expressive is a good word. <laughs> expressive. That's a very good word. Um, we have a lot more expression on this team, and I, I think it's going to help us. I, I think it, it creates a higher ceiling. I think, you know, you got to ride that wave a little bit. you got to ride the wave of motion sometimes, and there may be a couple stinkers because of it, but I think at the end of the day, that's kind of the biggest thing that I see is we have a really we got we got a lot of guys that can play a bunch of guys that got better this summer and uh, like we got guys that have edges to them are vocal and um, uh, I guess I think that creates a higher ceiling. Jamila, what do you think about what Corver was saying there? I love it. He's right. I um I I talked to Tabo last year. Um, just, just in general, I was wondering like what he wanted to work on. And one of the things he said was, um, being more vocal, being, he said a leader. So I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I kind of took a step back and I looked and I was like, well, who is like the vocal leader of the team? Um, who tries to be out there and, and kind of lead the guys. 
so for Kyle to say this, I think is is perfect. Like you have these guys with this emotion, these guys who are uh, they're fighting, they're you know they're trying. You you can tell it's not the same. They're not on the same like we're gonna just ride this whole wavelength. Like they're actually you know fighting to be better. So I think it's 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 good. It's it's actually great that he's said that. Um, it's it's like they're competing. So Not, you mentioned, you mentioned, oh, sorry. You, you, you mentioned leadership. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who do you think is going to be the vocal leader of this team? You know, when he's when he's saying these kinds of things, do you, do you think he's, you know, is he talking about Dwight Howard? Is he talking about Dennis Schroeder? Or is he talking about maybe those more vocal players bringing out more of a leadership vibe from maybe Paul Millsap? Right. I was thinking, um, I've, of course, some guys stuck out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um and just from observing and seeing who interacted, of course, Dwight, um, Dennis, he's very vocal. Um, even Tavo, I've seen Tavo actually express himself more. Um, but I feel like, at least as far as this quote is mm-hmm. going, I feel like it's it's more of a everybody kind of thing. He he seems to to want to get you know that expression out of each individual on the team, and it seems like with these different pieces that it will allow for that to happen. I agree. One of the things we're going to have to figure out here as the season gets underway is we've got to find out, you know, are, are, is this, is this competitive spirit and this expressiveness, is it still spilling over into the Uno game or, you know, are they, <laughs> are, are they playing something else now? I know. That's we, we've got to question. find out what's going on behind that's the scenes. Good question. I think we know who to ask about that, though. <laughs> Wait, who are we going to ask? Kent? Yes. <laughs> I missed my chance. I talked to him today in like oh, 20 minutes. No. I was like, oh, I should have asked him about that. That could have been the perfect opportunity. <laughs> but I've got some other stuff coming. I did ask a couple of good questions, even That's though I good. missed that yeah. one. You, ha- you have plenty of time to ask so him about that. <laughs> hopefully this week something on Kent is coming. For all of you listeners that want to know more about nice. the Hawks. Very nice. <laughs> well, Jamila, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. Oh, this is great, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, I think that's our show for today. Go follow Jamila on Twitter one more time. It's Jamila J N B A J A M E E L A H J M B A. And Jamila, thank you once again. Thank you for having me. I'd uh, note our sponsor here and thank them for sponsoring the show, but we don't have any sponsors yet, so. Uh... <laughs> Find me on Twitter if you want to be a sponsor of the show. And one more time, thank you. Thank you.